This is America Matters Media at 93.7 FM, KPGF Sun Valley. Your the following is an America Matters Media production. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the station or its advertisers, although we think they should. But that's the opinion of America Matters Media. McCarthy and then that song. Yeah, I, I immediately just came right song. together. Yeah. Isn't that something how that happens? <laughs> He's a man of no conviction. <laughs> yeah, but we got him where we want him now. Yes. <laughs> That's why Trump wasn't too concerned about him. You know, no. he had him where he wanted him. Yeah. yeah. Well, welcome to Talking Truth to Power today. I'm your host, Brendan Trainer. My co-host is uh, Leland Fagri. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to win that lottery and then change the world with it. That's what I'm going to do. Change the world? Yeah, it's a billion dollars now, isn't it? Something like that. A billion? Wow. Our listeners think I really care about that, but <laughs> I really don't think about it until I hear it here on the news stream. <laughs> no, it doesn't even come up. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to change the world with them when I win that. Hmm. Well, so <laughs> <laughs> the rogue Republicans managed to get their uh, man. Wasn't that beautiful? Yes. It's one of the few times that we got actually we got what cheered we wanted. for Congress. Yeah, yes. we got what we wanted. Exactly. Every, everything. <laughs> Literally everything. Well, we'll see if they if they fulfill their promise. But, right, I but mean, the, I mean, as far as it goes. Yeah. And isn't it interesting, though, that the establishment Republicans, you know, when I, when I say that, I'm also referring to Hannity and some of these others. Oh, yeah. You know, they were upset over the whole thing. Mm. Let them have it. Don't mm. don't wrangle this. Yeah. You know. Get them out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'll bet you if you're Donald Trump, you're having trouble with Hannity these days. I, it's about time. He, if might, he, is. he might not speak of it, but I, I think yeah. it's pretty if it's obvious to me. It's obvious to him. He's such a two-faced boomer, that Hannity. Yeah. I've, I've never liked him. I mean, admittedly, during Russiagate, he could rattle off a lot of things, uh, you know, keep us updated and everything like that. But, you well, know. it's the same with Limbaugh. You know, he was good so far as it went, but he mm -hmm. never lifted it up. Mm -hmm. You know, he never took it to the next level. No. And there's there's so much value in actually going further than Limbaugh or Hannity. That's That would be my take. Well, 
one of the uh, exciting things that people have been talking about is the possibility of what they call a new church committee. Mm -hmm. And uh, Thomas Massey yep. claims that we'll be, have unlimited jurisdiction so they can investigate anything that has to do with the security state. They can say they're going to church. <laughs> he, uh, you know, you, you can see a couple of clips of him. He was a pretty articulate person. Yeah, Frank man. Church, uh, you know, he gets the credit for that. But the, the reality is he was a member of the Council on Foreign Relations. Yeah. Yeah. So he was a committed internationalist, even as he yeah, spoke. Yeah, he was. He didn't. He didn't want to really interfere with what they were doing internationally. It was right. Mostly about spying Domestic. on American citizens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, Representative Ilan Omar wants in on this committee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even though she was just booted off the Foreign Affairs Committee by McCarthy. And uh, Eric Schwalwell and yep. Adam Schiff Gestinto. were. Yes. Good, and good riddance. Yes. Adam Schiff. It's a big club, and you ain't in it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's such a congenital liar, but what do you expect? I mean, he's a Zionist Jew. But there aren't that many. In well, I suppose, yeah, you could describe him that way, but he's an inveterate liar. I mean, he can't tell the truth. He's kind of like Biden. He doesn't know how to tell the truth. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what What did Biden claim he did this weekend? I mean, he's he's a Puerto Rican Jewish truck driver. Oh, he uh, he he spent some time with the, with the Secret Service in Poland or something like that. Oh, okay. overseas intelligence or something like that <laughs> didn't happen. <laughs> he just made it up on the spot. Uh, yeah, well. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, what? And then uh, they are going. They are going to at least vote the House to cut seventy-five billion from the defense budget. Now, you know, unfortunately, that won't get through the Senate, I don't think. I mean, not with Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer at the helm. Well, <laughs> does that $75 billion go towards American procurement? Towards or, or, or for NATO? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know exactly where they'll cut it. I mean, if, if you can't cut something there, you've, you've got a lot of problems. I'm going to make an investment call here on Talking Truth to Power. It's time to get into some sort of an ETF that promotes... Uh, American defense procurement. Hmm. I think Fidelity has one, Select Aerospace, uh, Defense and Aerospace. I think that's one. Yeah, there is one. Yeah, yeah. and I, there's I some other exactly ETFs I, as well because, I, you know, we're, we have to build back up because we've given so much of it away. Well, here's I, Adam Schiff saying that uh, the greatest terrorist threat to our country comes from violent right-wing militia groups. Yeah, like us. <laughs> 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 like all of us here at Talking Truth to Power. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, remember the last white terrorist they found, the uh, the Buffalo shooter? Yeah. And the, it turns out he's been on the internet being coached by a federal agent. <laughs> yeah, I think they all are, aren't they? There's no such thing as a homespun terrorist here. <laughs>
text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now, back to the show. You know, CNN has a new uh, analyst. Yeah. A senior political analyst. To, what, know, what, democracies are not defined by our bad days. <laughs> Adam that, that, that's a singer, isn't it? Yes. That'll go down in history. I'm sure that'll be in Bartlett's. No wonder it's at CNN. <laughs> democracies are not defined by our bad days. I'm telling you, that's CNN. It really knows how to throw out a zinger. <laughs> this is CNN. That Boy, is Kinsinger. Yes, I mean, he's he is the new man. I mean, he's emotional. He's heroic. He's, you hear it in his voice, don't you? Yeah. He stood he's, with he's, Liz he's Cheney. Right there, he's ready to cry. Yeah, that's right. He's not afraid to show his emotions. No, no. And he's, he's going to uphold the Constitution and punish all those who dare to put their feet up on the Speaker of the House. A death. trans girl is a girl. <laughs> well, the, the hunch, what I'm, what I'm hearing is that the uh, it was the January 6th committee that set all of this in motion, literally everything from Mar-a-Lago to right up to the present mm-hmm. day. Yeah. Because they want, they had to have something. Look, the world is determined by what Trump does. That's just a fact. Mm-hmm. They They have to put up an obstacle at every turn for Donald Trump, no matter what it is. Even Get him if, out of here! Yeah, <laughs> even if it fails miserably. And it has failed miserably. Everything has failed miserably. It's almost like Trump is a little Russia walking around <laughs> yeah. and has always been attacked. It, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's their target. Yes. Uh, they're obsessed by him. And uh, so far, it's go- it's not going their way. No. No. So now... Uh, President Biden has his own has it, classified has document own scandal. Document scandal, yeah. <laughs> I think they had to get a, uh, ahead of this, don't you? Yes, they did. But I mean, it's they just can't get out of their own way. These yeah. Democrats. Well, because they uh, there is no other way. Frankly, they you know they don't know what to do. They're, they're fit to be tied, and uh, this is what happens when you're dealing with someone as virtuous. On, a, on the political landscape is Donald Trump. Man's got to know his limitations. <laughs> <laughs> he puts not, the Constitution first, and these people don't care about the Constitution. It's no. really rather simple. It's not, there's really nothing to, to understand. And they don't you. care about rules. I mean, they're just laughing about these documents thing. You know, they're not going to, they don't take it seriously. And you, you know, maybe it's just a big distraction. We shouldn't even be talking about these documents we should you know just be talking about more important things like the bill against the irs and defunding the you know the things that the the real patriots in the house brought up right uh, i think in the the last couple of weeks the only thing that's different now and i think where there may be value in exposing some of this is that we now have a republican controlled house Mm -hmm. so that improves our ability to narrate the discussion Oh, sure. So but I hope to see um, some people raising their right hand this, you know, as we go through these next few months, the first hundred days of the new Congress. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we'll get some <laughs> results. <laughs> well, 
The next thing on the agenda is that um, it's not okay to be white, apparently. It's not? No. We go back and forth on that here on, on the show, don't we? Yes. Hispanics <laughs> no longer want to be called white. You know, Hispanics oftentimes, not always, but you can call yourself a non-white Hispanic right. or a white Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think we should do that with Caucasians. We should have an Indo-European Caucasian box you can check <laughs> or a Semitic Caucasian <laughs> box you can check. Enough is enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's simplify the world a little more. Huh? Yeah, let's class keep those classifications <laughs> coming. And uh, this last week, we also had another fake Indian non-binary indigenous artist. We did. Yes, it turns out <laughs> she wasn't. In, she had this long six-syllable Indian name and everything that she gave herself. Six turns syllable? out she's Swedish and Irish or something. Oh, darn. She's just too white. You know, you, she couldn't take it anymore. Amazing. Either that or she likes to dress up. (laughs) Well, which is it? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, There's a new word for white people. Is there? Yeah. Melodemic. (laughs) You're gay, you're Jewish, and cringe. And you're not even funny. And I'm ethnic and based in red. (laughs) Can we put that on the census? See, I would have thought beige. I'm going to write in melodemic. (laughs) Okay, I'll take notes here. <laughs> All right, but to get back to the original story, story, yeah. you know, Charles Murray, you know, he's too oh, white. Yeah. He's oh, yeah. very white. Very white. He thought it was remarkable that suddenly in 2020, millions of Hispanics have stopped identifying as white. Yeah. Yeah. A, a trend. It's a trend. Isn't yes. It? Yeah. Uh, and the Los Angeles Times picked up on it. Why did so few Latinos identify themselves as white in the 2020 census? As long ago as 2014, the Times had the opposite headline. More Hispanics declaring themselves white between 2000 and 2020. And, you know. So for it, a whole generation. You know, it's it's kind of like getting a, a booby prize, but. If Hispanics ultimately identify as white Americans, then whites will be the majority. Uh oh. For the foreseeable future. Oops. <laughs> so we we gotta we gotta get them to stop identifying that. as white. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this, this is That's... about the future of the liberal world order, <laughs> and we. <laughs> Between now, I'm not going to bore you with details, but maybe I will. Between 2000 and 2010, the white American population grew by 6.5%, and Hispanics, who said they were white, identified as white, accounted for 74% of that growth. Growth. Hmm. So, well, there you go. Yeah, I mean, the Republicans are right. We have to get more Hispanics. <laughs> get get them out of here. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, you know what it probably is is that there's more money in not being white. Oh, you're onto something. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Follow the money. You know, diversity and equity and mm-hmm. in- inclusion. So, uh, so you know, if, if brown being brown is a cherished diversity asset. Brown? Yeah. You mean melanemic? Well, yeah, melan. Melon heavy or melon, uh, 
full-blooded melon? melon? We choose truth over facts. The more pigment, the better. Yeah. But, of course, you know, once you realize and understand that you have white privilege, you know, you can use that privilege to benefit people of color because Lord sure. knows they need it, sure. you know. It's all our fault. Well, when I win that lottery, you know, I'm going to take care of all this. <laughs> Fix it. Amazingly, you know, we had a piece of uh, good environmental news. We did? Yes. A UN-backed scientific <laughs> panel says that the ozone layer is clo- the hole in the ozone layer is closing. Uh-huh. And as a result, the earth won't uh, warm as much in so the next 80 years. The future is by us. yeah i think uh they're onto something they've got to close that gap don't they yeah otherwise they don't have a a war on on uh, gas stoves and electric (laughs) vehicles and the rest of it the future is built by us (laughs) well it, it was like just one thing they weren't targeting the whole gosh darn economy or the whole world order they just said stop using those chlorofluorocarbons, and people did, and it—I guess it worked. <laughs> so you know that doesn't mean that anything more than uh, you know we're glad, but uh, we're not very glad about uh, the sudden uh, death syndrome or sad su- suddenly died. Uh-huh, the movie. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. This quite a few more people that have uh, somehow uh, been affected by climate change to the extent that they just are dropping dead or or thinking about suicide yeah yeah i don't have anything i don't have anything i don't have anything i don't have anything so jessica robb a reporter with canadian tv uh was reporting and she suddenly had a brain freeze she had a little stroke right yes. on the air there. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Was well, she vaccinated? It's a uh, commodio cordis. That's what the, you know, it's, if uh, you touch your chest the wrong way, you can have a stroke or a heart attack. Huh. So uh, we, we have to give Pfizer the funds to create a crash program for a vaccine for commodio cordis. <laughs> Somewhere <laughs> past the pandemic. Well, they're smart people. They know what they're doing. Over yeah. there. What do we know about that kind of thing? The government should start putting out PSA warnings that uh, being a top-tier athlete drastically increases your risk of dying randomly for no reason from yep. a mysterious coincidence. And at the very least, myocarditis. Yes. You know, the only really healthy people in America now are the are morbidly the, obese. Uh, yeah, and the unvaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> the the Walmart, Walmart customers are the, the future of, of the of human America. race. Yes. <laughs> so we had a mixed martial arts champion, Victoria Lee, died suddenly at 18 years of age. 18? Yeah. A 16-year-old wow. in Las Vegas died playing flag football. Ocean Cordis is becoming more and more normal every day the sea level rises.
Station. Call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. Well, what's new with uh, World War Three? <laughs> <laughs> World War Three? Yeah, that's that's what we're in. It's uh, incrementally setting up. Yeah. It looks like the to war be. for gay marriage in the Donbass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Russia imposed a Christmas truce, but Ukraine ignored it. Well, I don't think Zelensky believes in Christmas. Do you? Is that because he's happens to be Jewish? Yeah, it happens to be. Yeah. yeah. Sure, he doesn't. <laughs> but uh, he's got one heck of a democracy going over there. Oh, does he ever? <laughs> you he... uncircumcised Philistine! <laughs> <laughs> he just stripped um, opposition leaders uh, of the of their citizenship. They have to turn in their passports. That's the only way that we can defend our values in a rules-based order. Is, is to take to them take, away. Take away. Yeah. Yes, take away the citizenship. So the the friend of Putin, Medvedchuk, Andrei Durkach, Taurus Kozak, and Renat Kuzim, Kuzmin, yep. Yep. have been stripped of the Ukrainian citizenship. And... And that's perfectly in line with the Ukrainian constitution, according to Mr. <laughs> Zelensky. <laughs> uh, we had breaking news about the war itself. Uh, Ukraine uh, is retreating from Solodar. Solodar is a suburb that's only six miles from Bakhmut, which they have been fighting over for quite a while now. And we have found out that Solodar has salt mines. Yeah. <laughs> uh, They're deep within the earth. Deep under the earth, 180 miles of tunnels. Mm -hmm. uh, Where do they It's like uh, Asnovar, Asnovar uh, Steel Plant, I think it was mm. called, uh -huh. in Mariupol. It's, right. It's even more than that. It's bigger than that. Yeah. So that's why it's taken a while. But um, this... Uh, it's been months-long fighting, but it looks like the end game may be in sight. <clears throat> and once uh, Bakhmut falls, as it should, then uh, it should be fairly easy going because, comparatively anyway, because the uh, the closer you are to the original battle lines between Ukraine and the rebellious uh, provinces in the Donbass, the more built up the defenses are. So... Once you get past Bakhmut, the next line is Kamatorsk. That was the had a railway station there that way back in March, I think the Ukrainians shelled it and killed about forty people. But uh, you know, we we the EU wants to investigate Russian war crimes, so we won't even talk about Ukrainian. War Man's crimes. got to know his limitations. <laughs> Well, Ukraine doesn't commit war crimes. Only Putin commits war crimes. And then after the Ukraine shelled the, that Russian barracks, uh, Russia shelled barracks in Komatorsk, they claimed that they killed 600. Yeah. So things are not going so there. well for Mr. Zelensky. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
Yeah. I don't think he even got that much money when he came to Washington. I mean, the the equipment that they're sending is too little too late, but he's claiming that they have a big army that's being trained, right. and that's why... As pretense for the receiving the, the aid, yeah. Right, mm -hmm. so that's why they're heroes for holding out in Backwood. They're buying time. Mm -hmm. Speaking of buying time, uh, we... <laughs> We heard that from Angela Merkel, uh -huh. and then it was confirmed by the former president of France, Hollande, that they were Europeans were never serious about Minsk II, the agreement to try to solve the problem of the Donbass by keeping the Donbass in Ukraine, but giving them autonomous status, so they, they have some ability to keep the Russian so language. So it was a pretense? Custom. Is that what it you're was saying? All a is pretense. that what you're telling us? Is that was a pretense? The yes. Minsk agreement. She admitted that. <laughs> it's the Russian playbook. This is right out of the Russian playbook. And you know, if you've been listening to Talking Truth to Power, let's be honest, we've been talking about this. Yes. For a couple of years. So. I know the. Uh, the thing is that that's like a blatant violation of international law. Sure it is. Yeah. And uh, it's not going to do the reputation of the Western countries any good. Uh, the rest of the world is looking at it and shaking their heads and they're, they're siding with Russia and, and that uh, whole so global South bloc, including China. And uh, we are, the world is changing and uh, the American people are gonna have to, you know, get with Sober. it. Sober. Yeah, they're going to have to get sober, get sober and realize that we've been going down the wrong path and it's hurting us as much as it's hurting the rest of the world. But, you know, the you know, the thing. Yeah. Purge TikTok off your devices. <laughs> Start listening and talk to Truth to Power. Yeah. Turn off the TV and stop watching all that stupid rubbish that you watch. That kind of thing. Yeah. Make, become a better world. That's that's a good start. And then I'm going to take my winnings from the lottery and turn that into some real. Yeah, head for the hills, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I might be if things get much worse. You know. What do you mean if? Well, you know, there's places where you can live for very little money, and uh, like Thailand, for example, and they're neutral countries. So, Thailand is neutral, but kind of China-friendly, very cheap. Makes you want Get them out of here! Yeah. A lot of people probably thinking along those lines. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of wealthy people are taking their money out of Canada. I, who could blame yeah. for that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they can seize your assets. Well, Castro's son hasn't really done himself well up there, you know, and, and hasn't done well by policy and trends and... Nobody the seems Canadian to like agenda. him, you know. He kind of gets booed everywhere he goes. Yeah. <laughs> he just had a confrontation with some people the other day that I caught on TV. Yeah. They just don't appreciate leadership. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Oh man, Brazil! Yeah, Brazil is starting to look like America. Yep, it, uh, the uh, people are storming the uh, 
presidential offices or the parliamentary offices. They just played the same formula out that, that they did here. Yeah. And uh, this Lula guy, you know, yeah. he's supposed to be a good guy, according to some people, but he appears to be uh, cracking down pretty pretty viciously on these people, similar to what happened in America. Yeah, it's the same, very same story. They even have a shaman. Yeah. They had, oh, yeah, yeah. Instead of a buffalo. We set it. the example, and now they've just Yeah, he's got South American it. colors and feathers and things, but yeah. he's still a shaman. Yeah. I don't know much about uh, what's going on there, to be honest with you, because... People I know on the right are backing Bolsonaro, and people I know on the left are backing Lula. I I hear Lula's a gun grabber. It's not a good thing. Well, uh, it, it it can't be a good thing that to witness anything like that abroad. It means that the the population is divided. Yeah, and not well educated. That's how we got into our mess. I hear that Sao Paulo is Bolsonaro country. And Rio de Janeiro is Lula country. Yeah, because it's a larger city. Yeah, two larger cities. Yeah. Cities are always stupid. <laughs> I mean, what's happened in Nevada? Reno and Las Vegas are destroying the political landscape. I know. Poorly educated people. Yep. All the Californicators coming it's in. It's all the same. Formula is always the same. Yep. Enough is enough. Yep. Yeah, I know. Well said. That, that was the chameleon, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> karma, 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 chameleon. They, you know, they're just so arrogant. Um, John Mearsheimer debated a Norwegian. Yeah? Uh, yeah, it's on YouTube. It's called the Holberg Debates. And this one was really recently. And the, the Norwegian guy was just clueless. I mean, it, I, li I listened to him and I say, how can you believe that it's all on Putin, not, not on Russia's interest, that Putin just wanted to invade because he wants to restore Russia. He's a megalomaniac. He wants to destroy the empire. I said, what empire? I mean, Russia didn't have any colonies. They, uh, they subdued uh, Siberia and they subdued some of these uh, Muslim uh, you know, States. very lightly populated countries to mm -hmm. this in uh, Eurasia, but they didn't have any African colonies or any real empire. They have no slave empire. No, they have four slaves. I mean, Catherine the Great bought Ukraine, the parts of Ukraine that they're fighting over now, because of the white slave trade. It was all grassland. And all this, you know, the Slavic villages were being raided by Ottoman, the Ottoman Empire, also funded by the chosen people, the Jews, and uh, for slave trade, for the slave trade. Mm -hmm. And that's why she bought the, uh, the Ukraine to stop them from uh, her <clears throat> making slaves of the Slavs. Some people say Slav is, the word slave comes from Slav, but I heard other people say that's not really true. Slav, like in Ukraine, they say Slavia Ukraine means Great Ukraine. So. But uh, you know, well, we're going to talk a little bit about the relationship of Russia to the Jewish people in the next day.
spam or advertising problem, sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. We'd start off with a little classical music. Yeah, today. it was fun. It reminded me of Help because the Beatles used a little excerpt from oh, Wagner in, in the ah. movie Help. Well, we're going to talk about uh, artists, uh, Gentile artists, and their opinions about the Jewish question. And uh, it's a book review uh, Classic Essays on the Jewish Question, 1850 to 1945, edited by Thomas Dalton. And it's reviewed by Professor Kevin McDonald. You can see it on the uh, UNS review website. And he talks about some themes that you find in these essays. Uh, the reason why we're doing this is because, you know, they're trying to cancel Ye you know, for what he said about uh, his experience with the Jews. And so they're trying to say he's crazy. Or in case of Hitler, Hitler was demonic. And all of a sudden hated the Jews for no reason, just out of nowhere, as, as all evil men do. I would not be surprised, God forbid, <laughs> something should happen, that, that Ye should do something to himself, given, given his behavior. <laughs> <laughs> but so this is a series of essays by European writers and artists uh, starting in the 1850s, 80 years before the National Socialists rose to power in Germany. And the first one is Richard Wagner. and uh, Wagner. Wagner, yes, of course. Uh, I know, I, I know him. He's German, so it's Wagner. And in 1850, he penned an anonymous treatise called Jewry in Music, which was a review of, uh, you know, just what it says mm -hmm. as far as Germany goes. So Wagner was a German nationalist romantic. Uh, musician or composer nationalist and he tried to musically capture the german soul uh through operas and and symphonies about the uh you know bringing to life the old myths of the uh, german indo-european past saying crazy anti-semitic things which is anti-semitic and uh, in 1850, uh, he had some critical things to say about the Jews. Kind of mean, you know, yeah. kind of mean-spirited, huh. yeah. Uh, the thing is, even then, he wrote it anonymously. So even in 1850, he was afraid of what Jewish power could do uh -huh. if you criticize him. Mm -hmm. So uh, he wrote uh, some mean things like, he claimed there was an instinctive German dislike for Jews. 
and he called it an involuntary repellence toward the nature and personality of the Jews, so as to vindicate that instinctive dislike we plainly recognize as stronger and more overpowering than our conscious zeal to rid ourselves of it. Well, speaking of overpowering, you have you ever been to Eastern Europe? No. Well, it's the only part of Europe that I'd kind of like to see now. Yeah, because I've seen the rest of it. I think. Yeah. Well, like Dave Chappelle might say, "There's a lot of Jews." Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the future is built by us. <laughs> <laughs> and you see him in the you know, if you don't go to the Jewish section, you know, and they usually wear their black pants, white shirt, plain mm-hmm. white shirt, you know. Yeah. And um, you know, sometimes they can look a little bit repellent. I think. Uh, maybe maybe I'm just a mean guy, but that's what I think sometimes. Uh, but you know, during the Enlightenment at the turn of the at turn of the 19th century, uh, there was uh, the emancipation of the Jews. That's when uh, Napoleon fo- founded the Reform Jews movement, or got the Jews to found it. And mm-hmm. the idea was they would be just like any other religion, but they would be citizens of the state in which they lived. They would no longer be so clannish and so on. But um, Not so sectarian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Wagner, Wagner believed that the German government was what we would call today too woke. <laughs> he said... Um, the German liberalism that led to Jewish emancipation was a, a virtue signaling, a self-deceptive idealism divorced from real attitudes of Germans toward real Jews, more stimulated by a general idea than by any sympathy. That's kind of, you know, that people point out that psychologically that is one of the weaknesses of Western civilization that we tend to think idealistically we tend to trust outsiders and we tend to uh, think that everybody believes and acts like we do in a universalist manner you're gay you're jewish and cringe <laughs> you're not even funny and i'm epic and based in red <laughs> so wagner says jews did not create the german soul jews had taken no part in creating the germanic language and culture which are the work of a historical community in which the Jews have been a cold, hostile onlooker, and uh, which is the theme that Jews constitute a hostile elite. The musical works of Jews cannot resonate with the German spirit and cannot rise, even by accident, to the order of a hard, higher heartfelt expression. You must do every, every day, continue to bear witness. Uh, uh. To keep alive the truth and honor of the Holocaust. So while while the Jews uh, artistically cannot plumb the inner depths of the Jew of the German soul, according to Wagner, they have attained the dictatorship of public taste. It's kind of like today in that way. Have they monopolized it? You think? Yeah, they. they you know, just like uh, Yay, uh-huh. just like the Jews uh, monopolize uh, the production of rap uh-huh. in Yay's case. Right. I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. And he compared it, uh, saying that the only way Jews can get influence in the West is if Western culture has lost its defenses and cannot repel the infection that will ultimately kill it. You uncircumcised (laughs) 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 (laughs
Well, I think that's in full display, don't you? Yeah. That he, Wagner said the rise uh, of the new Jewish elite, or uh, maybe McDonald commenting on Wagner, has resulted in a war in which it is natural, whether it's in art, in music, in advertising, or in gender, that they would uh, change and dominate the culture. For example, in uh, gender, of course, we have the transsexualism and infertility and uh, rap music. We mentioned that with Jewish promoters. And then uh, first, the Jews first tried to ignore his essay and hoped that it would go away. And then they started libeling and, persec and uh, persecuting his ideas, especially because they don't want to talk about any kind of Jewish question but he was anonymous and yeah i know but they found out apparently and i can see that with yay is we have a lot of jewish republicans like shapiro we we have shapiro on the show but reuben prager and uh, and their faithful gentiles like charlie kirk hannity brian kilmeade etc mm -hmm. that are all working to uh keep the jewish question out of the public sphere and public scrutiny and debate Wagner complained that theaters that formerly put on his operas now exhibit a cold and unfriendly demeanor to my recent work. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> he was treated viciously, not only in the German press, but also in Paris and London. Um, there must be a lot of Jews there might be in Paris and London. Yeah, there too. might yeah. be a connection yeah. there. But not Russia. No? No. Russia did not persecute him. <laughs> Russia, he was perceived, he was received as warmly and welcome, and as welcome from the press, as from the public as he ever had been. Huh. So even in 1850, the Jews had not become dominant in Russia and uh, demonstrates a reason for the hostility of Western Jewish organizations towards Russia, Adam Schiff. <laughs> During, among others, among others, during this period and to this day, uh, another factor was the emancipation of the Jews at the beginning of the 19th century was coupled with mass, the first mass communication, which at that time were newspapers and the telegram, and the newspapers, both the Gentile newspapers and this uh, complete outgrowth of Jewish of the Jewish press mm -hmm. that most uh, Gentiles don't really know about. Uh, help spread uh, like the, know, the, the influence of the Jews throughout society. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was going to talk about Theodor Dostoevsky, but I just, we don't have enough time. We don't? No. But he did say that one of the things he brought up, he's a great Russian writer, is that Jews attempt to lay claim to the moral high ground. They complain about their humiliation, suffering, and martyrdom while nevertheless controlling the stock exchanges of Europe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is a distraction. Yes, that's right. <laughs>